Lord, we come to you tonight, dear Lord, on this evening of Thanksgiving. Dear Lord, this day has been Thanksgiving in the United States. Dear Lord, it's a sad day. Because, dear Lord, the world is rapidly progression, progressing to the war. Dear Lord, and the people celebrating with families today, and it's likely the very last Thanksgiving. And the people don't realize this. Because in the kingdom, as you're bringing, we will not celebrate Thanksgiving of America again, to the best of my knowledge. He's going to reject our feast days, and we're going to celebrate the feast days that he requires of us. We're going to learn them the right way, and we're going to do them. And I don't want to harp on that tonight, but it's very important we begin to understand we're in grave danger. I sent out an email today about the appointment by Trump of the person he's going to have running the Commerce Department, Secretary of Commerce. And Lord, it, it's it's just like the other ones that he's appointed. These people are acquainted with and work with Crown Trust. So nothing has changed. Nothing will change, but it will get worse. Because these people, like this one is the it is, it is nomenclature or name or the reference of him is called the king of bankruptcy. And I've told you many times, Lord, that you were with me in the meetings, that they proclaimed that they are going to bankrupt this nation, bankrupt the people, and take away the sovereignty of the nation, but not just America, all nations. So they're bringing all of them because they have a $7 billion plan of extermination, exterminating 7 billion people. And Lord, we've tried to make this known to the people. They do not want to hear it. They believe the false teaching of so many shepherds, end-time preachers, that harped on the fact that they're going to be taken out of here. Lord, when I told them that the rider, the white horse, was not the Antichrist, they told me, they proclaimed it on television, that there's this one guy out there saying this, and it's a message straight from the pits of hell. It's not true. And now they should be ashamed of themselves. And you're going to make them ashamed of themselves in this time. I pray that they will repent before it's too late and come to the truth. This is not the time of the Antichrist. I've pointed it from scripture after scripture to the people and made it clear this is the time of the fifth beast kingdom. This has nothing to do with the Antichrist. He comes in seven years. We have a work to do. People would listen. They would go to Daniel 9, 22 and 24, and they'd actually listen to what you're saying. Daniel was asking, when will my people come to the truth? And there have been preachers of the Gentiles that have been preaching to the people that all the Gentiles will be raptured out of here before the people of Israel get the words. No, that's never been true. You can read Isaiah 19 and see that that is not true. They are one people. They gather together. You're coming for all the people. You even say that, dear Lord, that we have to be at this time, you said that all of us on the face of the earth are rejected by you because we have a problem. Luke 21, 34 to 36 says we're all caught in a snare. The snare that we're in is always traps by words because the work of Satan is done by his words. Revelation 12, 15 to 17. All things are created by words. All things exist by words. And it's your law. I mean, you can see even, dear Lord, the, the like I talked about last night was the thing about the leprosy. And I'm going to think about hyssop. 
and the process they go for hyssop. And Lord, you tell us in Malachi 3.6, you can never change your ways. So we should be able to discern that the law that Moses was given was ways of doing the way of the words. You did not want to give them that law. You told them that you wanted to write the law on their hearts, but they wouldn't have it. They wanted to come from men. So you gave them what they wanted. You gave them written laws. And the devil has no truth in him, so none of the laws that they have written are based upon any truth. They're not based upon your words. They're based upon words of man. Satan cannot speak your words. Your words are holy. As you said in 2 Corinthians 12, 1 to 4, Paul testified to it and came back and showed us. I know many people that go to heaven and they never come back and speak about the words. But Paul did. They talk about there's something being said by the rivers or something being said by the plants, but they could not discern the language because they never asked you. And Lord, I was like that until you caused me to receive it. Because I was with you several times. You made yourself known to me. And Lord, even anointed me with your sword. And so I, I never had any idea it was words. And when I really sat down to seek out the truth, I thought I wanted to know the power of how you can cause all things to be done. Um, I thought it was done by your breath, by your hand, something, waving it. But it's it's done by your words. And even when we use our hands, we're communicating in a framework of words. Conscious thought is framework of words. Your thoughts, which are higher than ours and so on, they're of words. So therefore, your words are higher than our words and higher than the Crown Trust or higher than the Vatican. And there are wonderful people explaining the laws of the world and how evil they are and how twisted they've used words. And though the people think they're doing one thing, even the symbolism of the flags, even the symbolic, you, you allow them to, to make these gods that they want to make. These are words. They're doing something. They're evil. You wouldn't burn them down if they weren't having an effect. Voodoo dolls do things. These are words. They're actually causing something to be done. And, and the voodoo dolls are doing this. They're not, not even there. Because they can emphasize, you say, demon spirits elsewhere. But it's really by the words. It's powering words of Satan because the demons can only do what they're given authority to do. They can't do something unless we enable them. You tell us in Revelation 17, the city of the harlot cannot survive unless it's from the waters, which you tell us in Revelation 17, 15, is the people's nations, multitudes, and their tongues. See, the people can't do it without the counsel of the tongues. They're just people until they communicate something. So they communicate in words. And you told us, dear Lord, very carefully that in Revelation 12, 15 to 17, that Satan has authority over the people that only believe in the Ten Commandments and believe that you paid the price of your blood. That is witnessed to in Matthew seven twenty one to 23. By yourself, you said, Lord, that these people are lawless because your law is your words. You told them that they must be set apart by your words, by truth, which is the word of God, which you say in John seventeen seventeen. And God's words are higher than our words. We should know that when we speak a word called truth, that it doesn't have the same meaning as God's. It has, God's words has additional meanings, greater meanings than our words of the earth. Our documents, our birth certificates, our licenses, all those things are words. 
We accept them. We look and read them. We accept it as words. But those words have no power in the kingdom of God. And yes, it's great. I love the fact that these people are making known the words of Satan and the words that the Vatican has utilized and their corruption and that they've, they've built a legal system or you could call it a false law system based upon the manipulation of words that they've built over a long period of time to trick the people into doing what they want them to do. When the people go into a court, they believe one thing. It's like, you know, right now people are fighting over voting. And, and even this, this sheriff in Arizona or New Mexico, wherever he's from, he's fighting over the birth certificate of Obama. That birth certificate is not the answer. The answer is he has no authority to rule because from the time that the words are open in April 2003, the Bible says they no longer have authority and their law system, the law system of the Crown Trust of the American government of the Vatican, which owns them and, and the Crown Trust owns the Vatican. All those law systems are based upon a divine law that they twisted the words of God and they twisted words and they used it to build a law system. And they trap us to be enslaved within this law system, but they're not respond. You know, they're outside of that law system because they have different paperwork than we do. They, they interpret the words different than we do. They have a process that if you file this paper, it'll, it'll get you out of this responsibility. If you file this paper, you don't have to pay any bills anymore. Everything that you have is free. That's what they have. They have no taxation. They claim that they pay taxes, but they really pay no taxes. They have all this wealth sitting there. They have to pay no taxes on it. And they get us to pay everything for them. It's all a lie. It's all trickery of words. And Lord, that's the wonderful thing. You're going to take away all their laws. They have no right right now because you have abolished their laws. You've abolished, you've taken away the power and authority of the Crown Trust, of the United Nations, of the American government, of the law system in America, the judicial system. They have no authority to reign. And if they try to continue reigning in this appointed time of the day of the Lord, when you're saying they are fallen, Revelation 18, 1 to 4 says that from the time that the light entered the world, with the light entering the world was the entrance of the words of God, which are higher than our words, Psalms 119, 130. And Isaiah 21, 1 to 12 also tells you this. When that was done, it was meant that Babylon has fallen. Their authority, their dominion, their right to hold office is taken away. From the beginning of the day, Lord, which occurred in April 2003 when you caused the words to start to be open. They no longer have a right to hold anything. They no longer have a right to, to take the money, to take taxes, to take, require licenses, to do any of those things. None of that is lawful for them to do at this time and we will continue to slave under that system until we wake up and say lord it's time drive them away i'm ready to listen to you and i want to hear your words that are higher than their words that they have no power to come against see if you read daniel 9 24 it tells you there 70 weeks are determined for your people for your holy city to finish the transgression to make an end of sin to make recon reconciliation for iniquity. We have to reconcile our iniquity, our sins, to bring in everlasting righteousness because he tells us if we will hear his voice and believe in the promises of the Father, we will pass through these judgments and have everlasting life. 
That is John 5, 24. And to seal up the vision and the prophecy. When does God seal the visions? In the night. So in the night, the Lord is coming to reign at the beginning of the morning, which is next April. Prior to that, he reigns over us and they have no authority against his word. And he's going to take dominion beginning with the winter. Anybody who comes out to him in this time will be saved. If you receive his words, he says in Joel 2.32, that if you will call upon his name, which is the word of God, Revelation 19.11-13, it's the name we didn't know because we didn't know his words were higher than ours. His name is the work of the kingdom that we're given to do. His work is to bear witness to the knowledge of truth, which he says in Revelation, excuse me, John 18, 37. He came into the world to bear witness to the words of truth. Those are the words of God, John 17, 17. John 3, 26 to 36. Deuteronomy 18, 18 to 19. And go to Ecclesiastes twelve eleven, which he used when he came to visit Paul as a light and told him, you know, why are you stumbling against the goads? The goads are the words of the one shepherd. Ecclesiastes twelve eleven. See, the Roman law, they are not allowed to receive the understanding or knowledge of his words. They're going to receive the awareness of them, appearance of them, because they're going to get struck with the plagues if they do not repent and, and get on their knees and for, ask God to forgive them for their sins and ask him to let them understand the words and let them walk and abide in him. Because if they ask for those words and then they, they misuse those words, they're going to be terribly punished. Like he says in the, in the king's inspection, that they put on the white garment and then they lose that garment because they changed their way. He says, bind them hand and foot and throw them into the pit. And they're going to be like a worm. When you bind your hand and foot, what he's saying is you're taken out of this human body and you're going to be put in the body of a worm because he says their worm will never die. And they'll be cast out forever. They'll never get back in. If, if you come against his words, you're coming against the Holy Spirit. John 3.34. So you cannot come against his words. And you, or if you do, you're going to get the plagues of Zechariah 14.12 in this day. It's going to come upon you. Don't come against those who are anointed to carry out his words. It's not a wise thing to do. They're trying to give you freedom from this tyranny, freedom overcoming the world. It comes by listening to God and allowing God to do this. He tells us to seal up the vision and the prophecy. The prophecy is that the Messiah is coming. We are to understand that at the, he says, Malachi 4.2, with the break of the sun, he's coming. As he's coming in the sun of righteousness. But before that, he rules for a season and a, and a time. Set a time of seven years, as I explained. So you know that right now, the harvest season is the time we must come out. And if we come out, we will receive the words and be protected. Because he says in John 5, 24, he'll, he'll get us through these judgments. And the judgments, this is all judgment. This is all a time of trial. And we're in the hour of trial, which is the 42 months of trial, the appointed time of trial, of the night. He tells us that he's going to separate the people in the night. The years of the night of the day of the Lord. Luke seventeen thirty four, John 9, 4, 5. And he tells the people of the world that in the night, in these last five months we have now, God is going to take the way, the right for you ever to receive the words of God before the punishment, the plagues come upon you. John 9, um, John 5, excuse me. John 9, verses 4 to 5. He is the light of the world. He's going to go out of the world. 
which means there's going to be a famine of his words because only he can give you authority. And he tells you in Proverbs 1, 23 to 33, that he's going to laugh at your calamities at this time. We are to anoint him. I, I've listed in the chart, I put the writing on the websites called um, Keys of Light for the Simple. It, it, it's, it's a wonderful writing. If you, if you look at page 11, it shows you this Daniel 9.24, and it shows you that it's broken into six parts, which is the way of the work. See, the seventh is rest, but the first parts, we have to do the work. And I explained how that is, how it relates to the way of the six spirits, but the seventh spirit is rest. And I told you in the lepers, when, when we go back to the law of Moses, and whether you're talking about Numbers 19, or you're talking about uh, Leviticus 14 and so on. Uh, last night I went through what the hyssop is, what it's tied to, which is the counsel of God. It's very interesting that when the guy has leprosy, I love this. It's a very short thing. It's in Matthew 8, 1 to 4. He says, when he had come down from the mountain, great multitudes followed him. And behold, a leopard, a leper came and worshiped him saying, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Then Jesus put out his hand and touched him, saying, I am willing, be cleansed. Immediately his leprosy was cleansed. And Jesus said to him, see that you tell no one, but go your way and show yourself to the priest and offer the gift that Moses commanded as a testimony to them. Do you see what he's saying? He's saying that by the laws of Moses, there was this process to do. And see, the laws of the world, there's a process. You've got to file this paper, go to this court, file this thing. But when you come to the Lord, who is the counselor, the great counselor, the counselor is his laws above all other law. He has authority in the name of God, in the word of God. And when he spoke, you no longer had to do all those leprosy cleaning acts that you talk about. You go back to the laws of Leviticus 19 and, and Exodus 9. I mean, uh, Leviticus 14. What you're seeing, what I'm saying is that the law of God, the counsel, He's the counsel, the fourth spirit. That law overrides all these laws of man. It overrides all the written laws. What the Lord is saying, the new covenant that he came to make known and that we are to receive now has authority in the word. If Moses would have just spoke to that rock, he would have went into the promised land. But he didn't. There had been a whole history of he brought in these counselors because of he listened to his father-in-law and he established these counselors over top of these people and it led to nothing but trouble. See, God doesn't work that way. God, he uses somebody and he uses their mind. It was like he told me, don't give the words to anybody because it won't work. Uh, give them the words, but don't give them your, what I've given you because it's 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 in your mind and i speak to you and i make it known and i make these things it doesn't make me higher than anybody else it's just when god wants to make something specially known he uses you and if i go against him he'll get rid of me and he'll put somebody in place and if that person isn't of god he'll be destroyed see it doesn't work like this it's a god writes the words on your heart and he wants to do this for all of us at this time i'm just a messenger right now god is coming the messenger is coming and he's going to circumcise all the hearts he's going to cut out all darkness and you'll only think of good righteous ways because he's looking for men of peace and he's going to do that with the people he's going to cause them 
to, that every person will have knowledge in them, the work that he's given them to do. They're all going to have a name. A name is the work for the kingdom of God we're going to do. There is no shortage of works. There's no shortage of possibilities with God. The 153 words are so magnificent, you, you can't even imagine how phenomenal they are. But just begin with a little bit and believe. Just like the people now believe that the system has used words and they've, let's say, bastardized them. They, they've, they've used them for evil purposes and intent. To deceive the people, trick them, and steal their property. And God doesn't do that with his words. His words are only to be used for good. Bringing forth the kingdom for good. If we go forth in his words, God will go before us if our heart is right. If you read Psalms 33 and 34, especially 34, you'll see what the way of the Lord is in, in those things. Okay, why is that I'm telling you this tonight? It's, it's very important, really, because what I'm trying to say to you is the Lord is making known he's coming at this time. He's already made his words known. We're at the time of the night. He's been waiting for us to come out, and we did not come out in 13 and a half years, and now it's the last days. We're in the last of the winter. I mean, we're coming to the winter, the last year of the night, of the day of the Lord, and the Lord seals his instruction in the night. If we don't believe him, he's going to vomit us out of his mouth like he says in Revelation three, fourteen. Now, there's one thing I'd like to point out about the, we, we talked in Revelation 14 about the 144,000. You know what a great tribute of them is, a great attribute of them is? When you go down to verse 3, it says, They sang, as it were, a new song before the throne, before the four living creatures and the elders, and no one could learn that song except the 144,000 who are redeemed from the earth. But you know what that's really saying? They can hear the word of God and discern it. Others cannot discern the words. See, God's words, he controls the minds. That's what Paul says. It is not given to those of the world to receive his words. He told us in John seventeen seventeen, when Jesus was praying to the Father, he says, require them to be set apart by your truth, by, by your word. He's talking about us at this time. If we want the kingdom of God to come forth, we must be set apart by his words. He's talking about God's words that are higher than ours. The thoughts, the meanings of them are higher than ours. But we don't want to believe him. Jesus did many good works, showing us example after example. And we see in the disciples that they didn't even discern his words until after the cross. And he kept saying, where's your faith, you men of little faith? If you had had faith, you could have moved this mountain from there to there. And he's saying to them, if you guys would have got this words that I was with you, if you would have got it, remember the, the, the one ruler that came to him? Just one ruler. He said, he said when they were going to the, to the garden that night, he, they took a sword. He said, just take one sword. If one person, see, God used me to open these words and I'm telling you something. The world cannot close it. Because it's the end times, it's the appointed times, it's a measured time to receive the words of God. And now it cannot be closed. The devil has lost already. That said, when, when the words were open, when the Lord gave the counsel to the words that they're opened, as he said in Hebrews ten twenty six to 27, it's judgment time. 
It's appointed time. It's measured by God. And this world is going to be judged. The fifth beast kingdom, he's going to intervene and destroy them. But the ones who will not hear, will not discern, will not turn, will not be of those people. They will be cast out just like he's saying in Revelation three fourteen to 22 because they think they're rich. They think they're filled with knowledge of the scriptures. They think they're spirit-filled and the rest of it. Read the same story. This is like to the Gentiles of the Gentile church. And please understand that all seven churches are accountable in this time. All the churches in the world are of the seventh church as well because, the, see, the church is built over time in the way of the seven spirits, and each one of these churches had the way of the seven spirits, and this is the final chapter. This is the seventh church. We've culminated the knowledge of all the past churches. We have the Catholic Church. We have all these religions and so forth, all these churches, and we're perverted. Our corruption, we're 501c3 corporations. We got paperwork. We are not seeking the knowledge of truth. We are not listening to what God said we have to do to come out. We are exactly what he said we are in Luke uh, 21, 34 to 36. We're caught in a snare. And we don't see it. And because of that, he says we're warm, but we're not hot. If we were hot like Jacob's, which is what he's trying to get us to be, See, you got to be like Jacob first before you can get the blessing of Israel. Israel was a blessing. We're not of Israel when we're not of Jacob first because he's telling us here we're caught in a snare and we have to become hot. We have to buy what he said was, you know, when you, when you go down to the thing, it's very important. Remember that in Hosea 4, 6, he says, my people are... Uh, destroyed for lack of knowledge and he goes down to uh, revelation three seventeen. he says because you say i'm rich have become wealthy and have no need of nothing and do not know that you are wretched see that do not know in other words you don't have knowledge that you are wretched that you're miserable poor blind and naked and then he says i counsel you in other words i give you the counsel when he healed that man of leprosy and remember, one of the greatest plague that's coming that God is going to pour out upon the people who follow the crown trust. This is the fifth beast kingdom, the crown trust. This is not the Antichrist time. We have to complete Daniel 9, 24 before the Antichrist comes in the world. Before he gets his dominion, that 70th week must be completed because that 70th week has a purpose. We have to anoint him and seal up the vision and the prophecy and anoint him as the most high. And he tells you in Daniel 9.26 that the end of the troubles comes with the flood, which is the words of the dragon get disclosed. And the people should hear it. If they don't hear it, these words are going to destroy them because he's allowed to use these licenses and everything against them and the armies and so forth against them. But the army cannot come against those with his words because the Lord himself will destroy them if they try. And if they try to harm his people, the Lord will come after them. The words are alive. The words control their very bodies. Their Lord, the words control their, their, you know, the, the electricity in their body, the flow of the liquids in their body, the multiplication of the food. They're turning it into, into uh, you know, into proteins and all that other stuff. All that's controlled by his words. You think he cannot destroy them? You think he cannot take their bodies and turn the outside flesh to, to what he says he's going to do? He's going to cause their whole body to be one great big gigantic red bloody boil, but they still won't die. 
He says he's going to dissolve their eyes in their eye socket, dissolve their eyes, their tongues in their mouth. That's not nuclear weapons, people. These people are going to be standing when this happens to them, and they're going to see. And they're going to fall to the ground just like the Babylon statue. That's what he's showing us. Those who fall after Babylon are going to have the separation because he's going to crush that foot, and they're going to fall. And they, because they follow that idol, they're going to fall on their face. They're going to be in so much torment and pain. They're going to writhe on the ground like a worm in pain. And the boils and the rest of it. It's not as nice as the days of Job where he sat on a dung pile. These people are going to be worse than that. It tells you in the scriptures. I'll go into that tomorrow night in another place. of What's going to happen at this time when people do these kind of things for evil. I pray that they won't do that. Well, I just I just wanted to bring out this stuff to you tonight because it's very important you understand. The Lord is telling us that he's coming. He told us that Babylon has fallen since the time the words were opened in 2003. I'll go into Isaiah 21 more, but you can read it. In the, I've done it so many times. I want to also point out in John 5 something important here. These people, see, God is coming to bring forth the knowledge of his glory. And it, it, in John 5, there were, you remember the, 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 at the sheep gate, remember the, the words of God are always at the gates of his city. And he was always trying to get the people, like miracles we've seen in the last, you know, lots of years, hundreds of years. There's been miracles constantly. God is always trying to make known. See, the work of the Father, which is what he's sealing on these disciples, they're going to, I mean, these 144,000, they have the ability of the word of the Father. What is that? To cause the people to know, to believe on the Son. See, the Son has the authority of the words. He's the one that causes these people to be sealed. He's the one that allows it. And it, and it's the counsel of the Lord, the fourth spirit, the counsel of the Lord. That's why I told you about the hyssop and so forth. But here's the Lord. It says, after this time, after this, there was a feast of the Jews and, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now there is... Uh, in Jerusalem, I, I believe that this uh, event here is talking about, uh, if I remember right, this is talking about, um, um, I can't think of it. It's a, it's a thing that they had in, um, in Esther's time when, um, when they over Purim. At the time of Purim, I believe, is when he did this. But it says um, there was a sheep pool, uh, which is called in Hebrew, Bethsaida, which having five porches. Remember at this time, the Lord tells the people, come off the porches. See, they don't have the right to be on the porches. The five porches where the people gathered to hear the word of God, and he says, come on off of that because you've been rejected by me. We're in a time of judgment and we have to repent before him, Joel 2, 12 to 20. And if we will do that, then he will hear us. We, we, we believe right now God is just going to deliver us. We got so many prophecies being this, but listen to what he's saying in Matthew seven twenty one to 23. The prophecies are correct, but the people saying the prophecies are not different, not dis- disclosing his words, just like it was in John eight forty three to 47. They're telling you what's being said, but they're not disclosing what does that mean? What's that really mean in the language of the kingdom of heaven? They will not listen to the words. And in, because of that, Matthew seven twenty one to 23, he says there's going to be many prophets, many healers, many people cast out demons in his name prophesied in his name, and what's, what's going to happen for them? They're going to be cast out because they're lawless because they will not hear about these words. 
And we're being judged by his words. John 12, 48, the words of God that he was sent into the world to speak. Deuteronomy 18, 18, 19, John 3, 34, John 18, 37. He told us all these things. And it, and it says here that people having five porches, and, and these lay a great multitude of sick people, blind, lame, paralyzed, waiting for the moving of the water. For an angel went down at a certain time into the pool and stirred up the water. Then whoever stepped in first after the stirring of the water was made well of whatever disease he had. See, when they went in first, these are the zealous ones. These are the Jacob time. And understand that Purim is about Babylon. Sybil are celebrating the coming out of Babylon, the freedom. God, God saved them in Babylon. And that's what he's doing now. That's why he says it's the city of Babylon, the harlot. And Babylon has fallen. Babylon has fallen if we will just listen to him. And this is in the wintertime. And they come out. This is after the New Year's of Trees, which is February 11th this year. This is more like March. But it doesn't matter. If we understand that in the wintertime to come out, we'll be healed in that time. That's why he's calling the people, the lame, the blind, all of these people, the sickness and everything, come and have faith. Follow him. Because he tells us we must serve him first. When you go to Revelation 3, because we have not done anything, it says, to him who overcomes, I will grant with to grant to him to sit with me on my throne as, as I also overcame and said, my father on his throne. But he's doing the work of the kingdom at this time on the throne. That's what he wants us to do. That's what these 144,000 are doing. He says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and dine with him, and he with me. See, dine with him. Share the word. Give us the word. But we have to break the bread and so forth. We have to repent. Read what it says in Joel 2, 12 to 20. If we will do this, we will be made well. I'm telling you, the people who are sick, the people who are spending all this money on cancer treatment and all these other things, people who have Alzheimer's, all these diseases, the ones that are they're just being totally destroyed at this time, your healing is at hand. Do not go seeking healers. Come and first get the words of God and seek him and try to make known the words. He says, because we're filled with sin. Don't you understand? Luke 21, 34, 36. He's testifying that all of us are caught in a snare of sin. So we have to do good for him. And then he will pour out his healing upon us. He tells us in Matthew 13. If we will just hear him. He's telling us. That if we will hear the words. If we will listen. Then maybe he will heal us. God, there's never any maybe. You can't be purified. You can't be made white. Until he, he cleanses you. But if you will come and if you will believe in his words like he did with the leper, because see the leprosy is coming at this time and God is saying, if we will believe in the four spirits, if we will believe in his counsel, he will release it. He tells us in Joel 2, 12 to 20, if we will have the sacred assembly, if we will believe upon him and call upon him to be king over the world because it's the appointed time. You know, even back when you go back to Isaiah 21, when he's talking about um, Babylon's fallen, what's he say there? He says, go up, O Elam. And besiege Omedia. He's telling them it's the appointed time. See, Elam means a hidden time. God's hidden time. He's using them. Babylon is a hidden time. It is now. It's over with. Babylon is done for this time. There's, he's going to take the dominion away from them. And the ten kings and the Antichrist will not get their dominion 
until after the 70th week, the seven years. So we have the seven years beginning in April, which should be this April. From everything I understand of the scriptures, this is that timing. If you listen to the prophetic word, he's testifying to this constantly. And if we will listen to this, healing is coming to these people. Jesus is saying to the people he was lying there and knew that he had already been hit in that condition a long time. You know what he's saying is the man had infirmity for 38 years. 38 means his glory in his heart. We're talking about the Lord's glory in his heart. He wants to put his heart in us. He wants to take the sword and he wants to circumcise our hearts. Not the way Jewish people were circumcised in the flesh in the past. The one that counts is circumcising our heart because he's going to get rid of all the darkness, get rid of the desire for sin, get rid of the, the, the greed and the wanting attention and all that other stuff. He'll get rid of all of that. We won't think that way. We'll love one another. We'll do good for one another. That's why he tells us in Hebrews 10, 24 to 31, this is the time that he says to gather together and stir up love and good works for others. This is not the time to seek your own agenda. This is not it. This is the time to bring forth the kingdom of God. The nations are over with. You can forget the Constitution. You can forget all these because God is going to take all that away and he's going to write his law as king upon our hearts and he's the king we should anoint. Daniel 9.24. That's the purpose of Daniel's 70th week. And until we've done that, we're not even ready. Until we've recognized that, we're not ready for Daniel's 70th week for the appearing of the Lord. We're not ready. And we're certainly not ready to be raptured. We have to be washed clean. Part of the fact of the people back in the leprosy in Leviticus 14, Numbers 19, they had to be washed by water. They had a process to go through, but Jesus makes it simple. Ephesians 5, 25 to 27, washed in the water of the word that he spoke. Believe on the words and seek after him to get the knowledge of the words. Light a candle, sit down and read the Bible with that, understanding what it means. He says to this man, 38 years, and I told you the number 38 is symbolic of his glory, his heart. He openly shows us and they shall look upon him because he is coming. And it's also his power. What is his power? My power is the king. He says, Ecclesiastes 8, 4, that the, in the power of the king, in the, the words, in the words of God or in the words of the king, the power is found. I'm sorry. And who can say to him, what are you doing? Because they do not know this king. They can't understand his words because they're higher than earthly words. But he's wanting to teach us those words. He wants us to write it on his heart. He tells us that in Proverbs one twenty three. If you will turn to me, I will pour out my spirit upon you and I'll cause you to know my words. He's willing to give us these words that are higher than man's laws. And by that, all these laws of man fall apart. You recognize when you hear this and understand it, that the divine law, the Vatican, because the Vatican has the obelisks, they have the the phoenix, they have all these uh, sunshine stars that represent the sun gods. All that stuff over there shows that they're of the occult. And the Queen of England, who's supposed to be in charge of religion, she owns the Vatican and owns the seas and all the rest of it. Look at her city. Filled with dragons, silver what they're called. Look at her London Olympic ceremonies she does and all these other things. She's an occult leader and she has no authority to rule at this time. If these judges do not come out from following her laws, they will go with her. They will receive all of these plagues just like the lawyers because the lawyers know this stuff. They know these are words twisted. They know there's procedures and stuff they got to do and if they don't do it, the judge kicks them out. And the judge can't release this stuff because if he does, they'll kill his family and the rest of them. 
we need to understand these people are working for another people and not telling and not revealing the truth because they're afraid of their own lives. And Jesus said, they do not love your life to death because if you follow this beast kingdom and go along with this, you're going to receive the plagues. You're going to be cast into the pit. You will not be going to heaven. People think these judges are going to heaven. That's not me to judge, but according to the scriptures, it sure don't look it. All of us have sinned. I've sinned much. But read James 5, 19 to 20. If you will try to help others come to knowledge of truth, you'll overcome a multitude of sins. I don't know when's enough enough. I just pray that God will have mercy because he is a God of mercy. But he's a God of power. He's a God of timing, of measurement, of authority. And he loves us. And he's trying to get everybody that will listen saved. He said in Joel 2, 32, all who call upon his name. I don't care what you've done. If you'll repent and call upon his name, he will save you. It's not too late. It's not too late until that judgment happens. When when he comes and manifests that judgment, it's too late. That's when it happens. There's a lot of people he's taking the light out of them. There was a prophecy in 2009, in November, he was taking the light, the ball of light, which the words, the authority of the words is what that is. And he locked them in iron cages and threw it in the sea the bottom of the ocean floor. He wasn't, it's there for them. He holds the key, but he has the keys of David. He's talking about these are the words of God. If they will repent at this time and admit to their sins, to him, if they will will repent and do what he says, then, then they can get that light put back into them. But right now it's taken out of them. Many people, he said the, the ocean floor was filled with these cages of light that are locked up in the bottom of the ocean floor because it was pulled back like a tsunami is going to come. It was bare sand. Because, see, God's going to drive people, the wicked ones, into the bottom of the sea area that he's going to prepare just like he did Pharaoh. And while they're there, the, the water's not going to get them like that. What's going to happen to them is they're going to receive the plagues because it's the time of the plagues that it's coming. They're going to learn the punishments of what it's like to be in death. And people will go out and look at them, he said. And they'll be aghast at what they see, these bodies of these people. They'll get fed, but just bread. But their bread is going to be different than the people. They're going to pay a heavy price for all this. And he told this guy, it was on the Sabbath day, seventh day of the week, in the winter and celebrating the Babylonian holiday. Come the saving from Babylon. And he told him, take up your bed and walk. See, we are not to be sleeping in this time. We are to go forth for the Lord. I'm not talking about not sleeping at night. I'm talking about don't sleep in the way. Because we are, you know, he said, don't take anything with you when you go out of your house, for example. It's symbolic like this. Because the Lord is telling us at this time, these things are terrible. And we've been sleeping in the wrong way, and he took them to take that and show the strength. In other words, he was saying that the laws of the past, the ways of the past are gone. He was cleansed. And do you know why he told him to take up his bed? Because if you look back at the Leviticus laws, you know, they always had to have cleansed from whenever there was sickness or, you know, bad things like that were on him. But when he cleansed the man, he cleanses all of them. Cleanses his clothes, cleanses everything. See, we need that at this time because every, they've even put stuff in our clothing. They've, they've put toxins and 
all kinds of stuff to enter our body, fiber optic, I mean, micro nanomaterials and stuff. They're getting in our body and filling us with aluminum and, and all kinds of terrible heavy metals that are destroying us. God's going to cleanse all that. We need to come to this healing. And I'm, I'm just trying to express this tonight. I'm going to stop here. I just wanted to show you Revelation 14. I'm talking about the tribes. I'm talking about this time. But these people have the name written on their foreheads, the Father's name. What's the Father's name? To get the people to believe in the, the Son that he sent. That's their work. So you know they're coming to, to make known the message of the Lord. And that's what we should need to do. We should want to be in that way, following this direction. God will put people in wherever they are. We don't know what tribes we're from, if we're of the tribes or not of the tribe, if we're Gentiles. doesn't matter. We want to be in the kingdom of God. We want to anoint the Most High. God knows who we are, what our DNA and all that other stuff is and matters. And you can't believe these people who say their DNA is from Solomon. It's all warped. They want you to believe these things. Many, Jesus said there's many that say they're Jews and they're not. He hates them. Because they're lying about something that he made. Trust God. He'll clean it all out. He'll tell you who you are of. And if you are of that. But even if you are not, he'll graft you in to the tribes. Praise the Lord. It's a holiday, Thanksgiving. But let's understand. This is supposed to be celebrating the harvest. And we're in grave trouble. The winter is coming and the people haven't come out. And the Lord warned us. If we wouldn't get the food in the summer, we will not eat in the you know, we will not be able to eat. In other words, the, the time is coming. We must, we must put the food into the storehouse. The food is the word of God, the instruction of God. That's what the sealed judgments is all about, sealing in us the word. Read Ephesians 1, 13 to 14. You can tell him that's the sealed judgment. It's the word of truth, the word of God. That's what we're being sealed with at this time, the words that are higher than their earthly words. See, none of those words that Satan twisted are God's words. They twist them. And they use them, they're symbolic of God's words, but they have no authority, no power, no ruling. They can use the word truth, they can use the word light, they can use all these things, but not in the heavenly language, not with authority. And when God speaks the word light, let there be light, there's his darkness, and it's out of here. They have no power over his I thank you for your time, and Lord, I pray that you will help the people understand the severity of the moment and let them come forth to the kingdom and let them understand, Lord, this is the time to anoint you as the most high God and that your words is the answer. You said you're going to judge the people by your words and they ignore this. Dear Lord, you told them that they must come out, they must be washed and made spotless before you can come for them, but they ignore this. And you tell them in Revelation three fourteen to 22, they're not clean, they're not spotless. They don't even know they're blind and wretched. Lord, we pray that they'd understand this. And Father, we pray that they will want to be cleansed by your words. As you said in John fifteen three. it's by the words that you speak they are cleansed. Let them understand this. Washed by the water of the words, gets rid of all the diseases and everything else, cleanses us. If we will do good for others, you will do good for us. You promised. And you, you will heal. You always do. Your people if they will come and first serve you, because this is what we must do to cover up for our sins. Turn others to knowledge of truth that will cover a multitude of sins, and, and then we have the right to ask you to be healed. 
but we don't need to ask you. The Father knows how to dress us, and this is the time that we go forth with the, with the name of the Father on us. That's what we want. We want to seek his name to be written on us so we can make known the message of the covenant, which is you, Lord. We thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen.